0: Jesus has been crucified by the Roman authorities. His disciples are afraid. They're behind locked doors, wondering what will become of their futures. And into this reality, Jesus comes among them and says, Peace be with you. Do not be afraid. The resurrected Christ comes among us speaking these words now as well as we are behind our locked doors. Jesus comes among us to say, peace be with you, do not be afraid. We are given this gift in the resurrected Christ in this Easter season in the midst of this COVID-19 crisis to remind us that love is alive. Jesus is alive, and his love will have the final word. And what a gift that is to us. This resurrection news comes to us anew this year. I'm here in the church right now, and it's a locked building. That's a reality for us now. But you can see here all of these supplies for the Life Food Pantry, bringing life and love and hope to people in our community who need it right now in the midst of this reality. Yesterday I was here and there were volunteers here laughing and working together, bringing hope to our community through the gift of their time and service being the signs that Thomas needed of those marks in Jesus' hands. It was their servanthood, their hands, lifted up and out for members of our community. That was a sign of hope. I had the opportunity this week to go and to be with our friends at Nest as well and to talk with Van Duval, the director of the Nest program, and to hear how Van has been experiencing the presence of Jesus in this time behind locked doors. And I want to share with you today some of what Van shared with me. And to hear how she is seeing Jesus alive among us now and and what that means to her as she continues to lead the NEST program at this time.
1: Um, Recently, I was in, um, I read the the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000 and it made a huge impact on me, um, not only in general, but because of the times that we live in. So uh, very, we all know this story and we kind of dismiss it because we already know it. Um, We know it very well. But when I reread it and I read it slowly, uh, the Lord really spoke to me because here's Jesus going up a mountainside and he's got these thousands of people kind of crawling up after him, if you will. Some of them were ill some of them were handicapped some of them were desperate for a savior um just a whole different all these needs coming like a wave up the side of this this mountain uh, just to see jesus Um, and at some point i'm sure when they started following him they had brought out some provisions to to eat but um we get the sense that there's that's not the case really any longer and so jesus looks at his disciple philip disciple Philip and says, where are we going to feed all these people? And Philip launched into this answer, which was how much it was going to cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to be able to feed all these people. And Jesus just, I'm sure Jesus just sat and looked at him for a second, because that wasn't the question that he asked. He didn't say, how are we going to feed these people? He said, where are we going to feed these people? And the Bible is very, very clear that Jesus already knew how he was going to be able to feed these kids, these, this whole, all these families with um, this 5,000. So he, so why did he even ask that of Philip? And I think part of that was to test his faith a little bit. But the other part, what that resonated with me was we're the where we, the church, the Christ followers, we are the where, and we tend to look through, um, through, uh, lenses on things that the Lord asks us to do of how much is this going to cost? How are we going to organize it? We need to come up with a plan. We need to do all this stuff when really that's not what he's asking. He's asking you get out there and be my hands and feet. You're the where, you're how this is gonna happen. I'm partnering with you, if you will, in to take care of this need. And I think it's very telling of the community that we're in and the time that we're in. I have constantly been amazed every single day of the phone calls that we get from people here in this community, um, saying, how can I help? What can I do? People, the church has left the building, which, in some ways, because these churches have all the churches have been shut down, is a really good thing because now, um, now we're going. Okay, so here we are. So what do we do with our faith? I mean, other than what we do as a family and and privately, what do we do? And it's given us an amazing opportunity to go out in our own backyard, if you will, and practice this faith. Become the where and answer that question for Jesus. Not how, but where we're gonna take care of them. Take care of the people that are in need. And I can tell you there's a ton. Um, elderly people, talk to somebody that was had an autistic son that was really struggling, and we were able to get them something together. The thousands and thousands of meals that we've, I, I don't have a totally right now, but it's well over 15,000 meals we've served since we started this. Um, as well as provided um, an avenue for communication from different other nonprofits and things. As I said yesterday, you heard me say we're kind of the Nest um, Pony Express because we put flyers and different information in our, in our, in our meal bags and then we hand them out. Um, We have discovered some low income pockets here in Loveland that we did not know existed because they don't speak English in the home and um, they are immigrant families and I had no we knew we had some, but we didn't realize the magnitude of how many we did have. So we're definitely gonna be changing some things come the fall and make sure that we take care of the, this new apartment complex uh, that these, uh, these folks are in. But we've also had intervention specialists reach out to us. I've had the police uh, reach out to us a couple of times and say, how can we do this? And we have all come together to answer, um, where are we gonna do this? Where, how, where instead of how, but where are we going to? And we're the where for sure.
0: So you heard that reflection from Van on how she's seeing Jesus alive among us now through the active work of volunteers in the NEST program, being the feet and the hands of Jesus in this community as they go out to share important resources with children and families in need. But Van is also seeing Jesus in a different way. And I thought this was such a wonderful reflection that we see Jesus alive. We we know of his presence through those marks of the service that we see from others. But Van is also experiencing Jesus coming among the loneliness and the despair that some are feeling in a very personal way. Van is experiencing Jesus coming to her directly as well through her devotion and time alone, reflecting upon the presence of Jesus in our lives. And so I want to share that word with you now as well from Van.
1: So I'm now in my third week of isolation because of my heart thing and autoimmune disease. And, um, it's been a huge lesson for me. Um, faith. Um, I didn't think that, I've been told that I could be in here up to two months. Didn't like that at all, especially as it being an extrovert and running a, being the executive director of NEST Community Learning Center, which is a calling of my life and has been, and we're in our fifth year um, and all the day-to-day that stuff that comes. And I was used to, just as a little background, I was used to speaking at least three times a week, um, sometimes in the evening at different churches, also spoke on weekends even taught some of these Sunday school classes, but I was all around the tri-state, not necessarily talking about NASPA, talking about low income kids in, in in poverty in the suburbs and rurally. So all of a sudden the, the door got closed on all of this. Um, was not a happy girl. And certainly the Lord and I talked about this because I felt like the rug had been pulled out from underneath me and after I um, had my little wine, uh, the Lord said, but I've got, I've got something in this for you. And so I spent uh, a lot more intentional time with the Lord, a lot more in prayer, but the key was a lot more listening too, because I thought where he'd stopped, he changed my calling or stopped it or put a hold on it. That's not true. He was just taking me to the next level for other things to consider and um, to also help me grow in other ways that I I hadn't before. And I think as Christ followers, uh, as a church, I think that we can use this part, whether you're isolated or not, to really kind of lean into your faith and listen. I believe with all my heart that everybody uh, is here for a reason and everybody has a purpose and everybody has a calling, some big, some small, it doesn't really matter. And I think it's very important for people to find that peace in their life, that calling, that purpose. And it's—it's it's it's, we're here to tell others the good news. We're here to um, show people what Jesus looks like. And we sometimes forget about that piece, but this has made us reevaluate what's important to us, what uh, where we need to spend our time, and certainly um, it gives a chance for the Lord to speak to us, to whisper to us and say, hey, did you ever think about this, or you see that over there, or this pops out in the Bible where it never did before or like he, you know, dragged me to the feeding of the 5,000. I mean, he did drag me there because I didn't want to go, but um, I'm like, I know this story. Um, And so I'm discovering a whole, uh, 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 my faith is getting, I mean, I wouldn't say deeper, but it's getting more complex and it's definitely getting richer. um, And it's um, in some ways it's really exciting because he's going to show up every single day just because I've asked him to and because I'm listening. And, um, so that's from my perspective, how this is going. That doesn't mean that I'm really happy about being in, being in quarantine. Uh, but I know that on the other side of this, when this is all this craziness is done and we come out on the other side, um, this will probably be one of the most significant times in my life with the Lord for sure.
0: During Faith Connections this week, we spent time reflecting on the second lesson for this weekend, and I want to share some of that with you now from 1 Peter. He writes, In this you rejoice, even if for a little while you've had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, though perishable, is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy, for you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. These words from 1 Peter were such a gift to us as we were together for that Faith Connections time, thinking about how we are continuing to experience the presence of Christ among us now, like Van I think we see it in those two ways. We see it in our personal time of reflection and prayer, knowing that Christ still walks with us and before us through this time of trial. And we also continue to see Christ in the marks of our hands and our feet, those folks that we are inspired by that are continuing to serve in the community in healthcare and places like here, in the pantry, in a nest. And for so many of us, those are the ways that we are continually connected to the resurrection power of Jesus through our devotional life and through those acts of service. And so one of the things we want to invite you into in these coming days, for those of you who aren't able to come to be here serving at the food pantry or with nest, find ways to connect with the resurrection power of Jesus through loving acts of service. And so we've got some simple ways for you to do that from your home, to reach out to folks around the country, to express words of thanks, to continue to to give of of your monetary resources and to give donations of food here and at Nest. What are the ways that you can engage in in these coming days, where can you be the hands and the feet of Jesus, there are still those opportunities. And I pray that engaging in those opportunities, in the midst of your locked rooms, you will experience Jesus coming to you this day and in the days ahead, speaking words of peace, speaking words of hope, speaking words of promise, that the resurrection is alive and active among us that love will win the day in the face of these challenges that are before us and that we as the body of christ will continue to be active and engaged in sharing the love and the hope and the promise of jesus thanks for tuning in to the prince of peace podcast i hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life
1: Have a great rest of the week.